Welcome to Jersey Guy Sports, your home of Yankees, Giants, Rangers, and Rutgers sports talk. I'm your host, Don. Thanks for tuning in. Today we'll be discussing Giants' new head coach, Brian Dayball, is introduced in a press conference, and Tony Romo is a moron. So let's go ahead and get started. So the New York Giants introduced their new head coach, Brian Dayball, Monday at a press conference. Dayball said a few interesting things. He did indicate that he has faith in Daniel Jones at quarterback, which, if you listen to me before, concerns me a little bit. Although, again, as I mentioned previously, in these press conferences, you have to say certain things. So he's probably not going to go up there and kill Daniel Jones. But for now, it doesn't seem like the Giants are going to pick a quarterback with the number five or number seven overall picks. They have both of them this year in the 2022 draft. And that is concerning, as we mentioned previously, because this is the year when they have the ability to actually have a high draft pick. So hopefully Jones turns out to be a very good quarterback, or hopefully Dable can make him into one or put a team around him that can make him much better. He did indicate that he's got faith in him and that he, he thinks Jones works hard. So we'll have to see what the future brings. Dable said he needs to build an offense around the team's skills and around Daniel Jones' skills, and we'll see how that goes. Um, he said about Jones specifically, there's a lot of things to like. Um, trying to think of some other comments about DJ. Um, something like, we're going to find out what he does well. We're going to try to implement a system that suits him. Uh, it's our job to bring pieces in that are going to help him be the best version of himself and he thinks Jones has a great mindset and he's got good size and he thinks there's a lot of things to like about Jones um, we'll see how it goes um, Dable I'm impressed with he seems like a confident and likable enough person um, he also talked about evaluating the current staff of coaches so we're going to see who's left and who he replaces. For me, it would make sense to hire his own staff everywhere. Unfortunately, one of the folks that he said he is bringing back, and he confirmed this today in, in Monday press conference, is Patrick Graham, the current defensive coordinator for the Giants. And I'm not going to talk too much about this, but I've said it on previous podcasts. I say it's unfortunate that he's bringing him back. In, even though many folks believe that Patrick Graham is a good defensive coordinator and that this is a good move, I'm not one of those people. I've talked previously about how Graham seems overrated, in my opinion, and how the Giants' defense was really bad in 2021. I mean, it got overlooked by the even more atrocious Giants' offense in 2021, which was just despicably bad. So I don't think anyone noticed just how bad the defense was. You know, by comparison, oh, the defense is okay. Meanwhile, it gave up almost 25 points a game, over 350 yards a game. They generally were poor for most of the game. You know, when you compare something to a pile of shit, suddenly it looks okay, you know. But the defense was not good. I don't think Graham is a good defensive coordinator, but he is being retained. Maybe it all has to do with the personnel. Maybe they'll change the personnel a lot this year. We will see. Uh, by the way, and this is the last time I'll say this, the deficiency of the defense had zero to do with the Giants' offense. And this is for those irrational folks who like to blame defensive failures on a team's offense. And I know I've said this before, and this will be the last time. I previously talked about the idiocy, the idiocy 
of this view and the fact that saying that your defense is always on the field because, you know, your offense goes, you know, can't stay out there any longer is just ridiculous. Saying your defense is tired because you have to be out there all game is such a moronic argument. I hate this ridiculous argument, and I've talked about it before. The bottom line is this. If you're good defense, you will stop the other team on third down, and you will get off the field. And you know what? You won't be on the field the whole time. If you're a bad defense, you know what you do? You don't stop them on third down. You stay on the field, and then later somehow you complain that it's the offense's fault that you're out on the field so long. Get over it and get off the field. Anyway. Dable seems like a confident person. He seems like a likable person. And he also comes across to me as someone who is to be respected. He seems really like a people person, uh, even the way he addressed the reporters and such. My initial impression is that he can build a good staff and a good team if we can manage to get the right people for him. I guess time will tell. Moving on. Tony Romo has been a pretty good commentator at CBS. He generally seems pretty personable, and sometimes he has some good insights into the game. Recently, however, he's been more and more grating to listen to, at least in my opinion. I'm getting tired of his, this is what they need to do now, comments every 10 seconds, and his over-explaining of every little situation. Uh, Sunday, in the AFC Championship game, Romo had some baffling comments that at the time, I said were utterly ridiculous. And now I'm reading today, it seems like the rest of the sports world is also questioning his comments as well. And I'll tell you what uh, I was referring to. The situation was this. This is in the Chiefs-Bengals game, late in the AFC Championship game. The Chiefs got deep into Cincinnati territory, less than two minutes left in regulation, and trailing by three. So the Bengals were up three. The Chiefs were driving. Romo had mentioned, they were down to maybe the 15, 10-yard line. Romo mentioned how there were several scenarios in play. He floated an idea that the Chiefs might want to try to run as much clock as they could before scoring and also suggested that the Bengals might just want to let the Chiefs score a touchdown quickly (laughs) so that they'd have time to try to engineer a game-winning drive themselves, the Bengals. Now, these are really poorly thought out scenarios, or at least are poorly articulated if he needed to define what he was talking about more. I mean, first of all, of course, the Chiefs would want to leave as little time as possible for the Bengals after they scored. But more importantly, they needed to try to score a touchdown, which they never did end up doing. Even though they were down to the five or six yard line and had first and goal, they never did. So not articulating that scoring a touchdown was the first priority was a big mistake. That's number one. The bigger error, however, and the one where Romo really sounded like he hadn't thought this out, or at least hadn't done math, which I'll get to in a minute, is where he suggested that the Bengals might want to let Kansas City score touchdown quickly in order to have time left to come back. And in this particular scenario, this really would not be smart in any way. And when I say this particular scenario, firstly, the Bengals were leading by three points. Three. And that's important because had they been tied or had they been up by one point or two points, the scenario does change greatly. It's a big difference. And I'll tell you why in a minute. But they were up three points, not zero, one, or two. With a three point lead, you know, unless Kansas City scored a touchdown, the worst that could happen was a tie game. So for the Bengals, holding them to a field goal attempt would be a great thing and would be the thing that they needed 
to put all their effort into, not into letting the Chiefs easily score a touchdown. That would be insane. And honestly, I think Romo really had a math problem here, among other shortcomings. There are three scenarios where you'd want to let Kansas City score if you're the Bengals in that scenario. And Kansas City's at your five or ten yard line with less than a minute left. The score is tied. If the Bengals were up by, say, just one point, or if the Bengals were up by two. And that's it. Because if in those three scenarios, if it's tied or the Bengals are just up one or two, then Kansas City has a gimme field goal. They run down the clock to the end, kick it, walk off the field, the game's over, and you lose. So in that scenario, it does make sense. Let them score quickly, have some time left. Because if you didn't, you'd have no other choice. They would take two or three knees, kick a field goal, and that would be it. But that wasn't the actual situation they were in. This situation, they were up three points. So Romo is really just a moron here, or he's really just bad at math. I don't understand. Tied or up one or up two. Yeah, that could be the play. But up three, it's completely the wrong play to try to even consider letting them score quickly. Uh, my personal conclusion is that Romo is a moron, moron and he can't do math. But other possibilities exist, I suppose. While we won't have to worry about listening to Romo anymore this year, uh, the Super Bowl is going to be on NBC in two weeks. We do have to listen to Chris Collinsworth. And that's not any joy either. For me, uh, I like Troy Aikman on Fox. Uh, to me, he's the best commentator analyst in the game. I know that he has his detractors as well. But for my money, he does it the best. He isn't overly talkative. He lets the moments play out. Uh, Romo talked over as soon as the Bengals won that game. The second that the field goal went through, he was yapping, 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 yapping. You couldn't hear the crowd. He really just hurt the moment there at the end. And Aikman is not only uh, conservative in his words, he isn't overly talkative. He lets the moments play out. And more importantly, his strategy is sound most of the time. Um, he's efficient, talks when he should, and I think provides excellent insight into the game. And honestly, I think he's likable enough too, Troy Aikman, that is. Uh, but first, we'll have to do with Chris Collinsworth, I suppose, for the Super Bowl. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening to Jersey Guy Sports Podcast. Please tell your friends all about it and subscribe to the podcast. I'll be back soon with more sports talk. Thanks and have a good day.